Welcome to the Digital Adoption Show podcast brought to you by WebFix. In this episode, we will be talking about the future of learning, trends, tools, and techniques for the future of learning and development. With the rapid pace of technological advancement and shifting job market, the need for continuous learning and development has become more critical than ever before. In this podcast, we delve into the latest trends, tools, and techniques that are shaping the future of learning and development. We'll explore how technology is revolutionizing the way we learn and acquire new skills, how organizations are adapting to meet the demands of a rapidly changing workforce, and how individuals can prepare themselves to stay relevant in the job market. Here are the top trends, tools, and techniques for L&D programs shared by the top L&D leaders. Marco Doni is the future of work expert and associate partner at McKinsey and Company. He is the author of Outgrowing Capitalism Strategy Consultant in Economics, Banking, Labor and Education. Marco Doni discusses the significant trends that are currently taking place in the world of work and society and how they are making this time different from the past. He emphasizes the rapid pace of change, especially in terms of technology which is causing many technical skills to become obsolete quickly. Additionally, the emergence of new business models and the diffusion of technologies like artificial intelligence are causing significant changes that will likely force people to have multiple job transitions throughout their careers. He notes that this will require individuals to learn and adapt continuously, and these skills will become much more important than they were in the past. We are seeing that uh, the the world of work and, and broader even society is is undergoing a variety of significant trends that are making this time very different than in the past. And one of those differences is just the pace of change. Um, if we think of introduction of uh, technology and the pace at which technology itself is changing, um, you know, many of these technical skills become obsolete in 12 to 18 months. Uh, and so that's just, you know, one example of more rapid pace of change. If we think of the, the business models, the new business models that are emerging, you know, think of e-commerce, think of uh, uh, the move away from the old brick and mortars towards more and more digital uh, services and digital um, products. Um, if you go a further step, you know, artificial intelligence is something that, uh, of course, has already been deployed and adapted. Uh, but, you know, if you, if you take a step further and thinking the speed of diffusion of these technologies and, and also as these technologies become better, what are the, all the type of activities that they could substitute? Um, that will cause, of course, a lot of change. And, and I think uh, the, the focus here is really the rapidity uh, of change will likely force people to not have one job for all of their life or even two or three jobs for all their lives, right? Many of many people that are coming to the workforce today, they'll have to go through possibly 10 different transitions, some minor, some a bit more uh, significant. Um, you know, today in Europe, we are expecting in the next 10 years that 20 million people will need to completely change occupation if they want to keep to keep uh, um, being a productive member of society in, in the workforce. And so that that causes... Um, skills that weren't really the focus in the past. Um, you know, the, the previous industrial revolution, it was, it was just a focus on, you know, either that capability, that technical skills, uh, the ability to do something 
but once you learn it, uh, you're good. Uh, you're good for uh, maybe maybe it happens once that you need to learn something else. But I think this idea that you actually whatever you learn uh, by the time you're ten years in the labor force, you know what you learn is almost not irrelevant, but it's it's, it's a minor component of what you need. Uh, it means that uh, all of these skills of continuously adapt, continuously learn, become much more important than they were in the past. Ross Stevenson is head of learning at Trainline and founder of Steal These Thoughts. He discussed that in the L&D space, there is a growing need to become more tech-centric, especially in the wake of the pandemic. The sudden shift to remote work forced everyone to become tech-savvy almost overnight, and this had a profound impact on L&D teams. While it's important for modern organizations to prioritize digital technologies at their core, it's equally important to focus on the human element VEL and D, such as coaching and mentoring. The key is to use technology with the right intention, blending it with authentic human experiences to create a well-rounded approach. The pandemic has accelerated the need to find the right balance between digital and human interactions, and it will be interesting to see how this continues to evolve in the coming years. I mean, in the L&D space, we've already spoken about we need to get better of tech, we need to be tech-centric. Then we had this kind of you know, global shared event where actually we were all forced to become um, not tech experts, but very tech-savvy in the space mm -hmm. of a few days. And that really hit L&D teams. So I think for a modern organization now and a modern strategy, I mean, a lot of people will say it needs to be digital. Digital needs to be at that core. And, you know, I find it hard to disagree with that for sure. I think there is a great place for technology. And if you can use technology in the right way with the right intention, and that's something we'll definitely talk about um, as we go on today's conversation, then I think that is the real key to success. And I think well, another element to this is not just tech, but how do we blend the human element of that? Because we kind of lost some of that during the pandemic where, you know, we're all locked away for an amount of time. We come out, we go back in, there's various lockdowns and we've become very familiar more so than ever with a lot of digital technologies and especially the L&D space. And that's in your personal life and your professional life. Because in our personal lives, you know, a lot of us are using social media, there's TikTok, there's um, Instagram, there's Twitter. You know, we're used to that quick, fast, reactive Let's pick up some chunks of knowledge and learn. And if you look at the ND industry, they've really had to adapt and like, all right, how do we do the same thing as these technologies, which people are using in their own time? So a modern approach for me is really looking to have the right intention of technology, but also focus on the human. And when I say focus on the human, it's looking at how do you still have those relevant human experiences in the form of coaching, in the form of mentoring, and still doing those things we do as humans, because Technology is not a silver bullet. It's not going to replace everything we do in terms of having that connection and sharing experiences and really looking at doing what we've always done for millennia, which is sharing stories, which is what we do in all different ways. So I think the modern approach for me is having that digital as a core, 100%, but then making sure you've got that layer on the outside that's still realizing the human. Because what you don't want to do is to make your people a product and then basically yeah. you are just using them as a product as opposed to having those authentic conversations. And look, there's, there's a number of organizations that are approaching this um, in loads of different ways. Some have done well, some are not doing so well and learning from that. So yeah, I've been really interested to see, especially it's not post-pandemic really, but during the pandemic, how this has continued to evolve. 
Simon Gibson is the group head of learning and development at Marks and Spencer. He is a modern, international, adaptable, and experienced executive level people leader chief learning officer. He discusses the importance of digital literacy and a good user experience in organizations and businesses. He highlighted the significance of considering cultural variants, especially in the context of the pandemic, which has forced many to change their approach to digital tools. He emphasizes the need to focus on upskilling and reskilling employees in digital literacy, regardless of their roles. Additionally, the paragraph highlights the need for a smart user experience that meets the organization's needs effectively. I'll give some broad views and then, and then an example or two we can, we can talk about and share. Uh, a really great point, which is obviously, you know, allowing for cultural variance, right? I, I'm not going to overemphasize the point that obviously not everybody speaks the same language mm. um, and not everybody can run at the same speed. Uh, when learning, if you apply the system lens and the adoption lens that you just talked about there, or and I like the term literacy, so let's play with that for a minute, digital literacy. Well, interestingly, just using the pandemic uh, as an example, look at how many countries, many, many countries, if not globally, had to change their approach to digital literacy, to their approach to how they interact with these tools, how they can get shopping online, how they can bank online, how they can... This is just from a personal perspective, right? Just from a personal perspective, which then bled into work, right? And I don't know if you experienced this at your organisation, but how challenging it was for many, many to kind of go, well, hold on, I've got to meet Gokul online. We've never met online before i've not used zoom before or teams there are other platforms i don't get paid to endorse any of them right you know and and, and what did we do to upskill reskill those people now you know that you can evangelize about microsoft saying well we basically gave teams away free and we try to make it as easy as possible but where i'm getting to is think about the user experience right we're all users and to, the, the best one I can talk about and share for everyone is the iPhone. You know, I would love to meet somebody who's read the instructions about how to use an iPhone. They do exist, right? Mm-hmm. But, but where do they put all their energy and effort? In the yeah. user experience, right? You slide it out of the box. You peel off the sticker. You pop it open. You power it on. It's got energy in it already. It's partly charged, right? Think about the details that they've put into how easy it is to turn on their product, how easy it is to start using it. Then overlay that with what you do in an organization or a business for a process. And you go, oh, we could have 59 steps to make this really complicated. So why don't we have 720 steps, right? (laughs) Why don't we make it really hard for the end user? Do you see what I mean? We don't start with the end in mind. Even if you make products, even if your company's making products, but you've got people using systems and technology, we get really stuck in that kind of place. And and so to bring that to life, yeah, some work I've done at Fujitsu, uh, um, some work I've done at RS Components, some work I'm looking at now, you know, around that digital literacy, what are the basic key skills that you would want people to have more of uh, yeah. that you would want people to utilize uh, you know, and i'm really going to emphasize this point irrespective of their role 
So when we talk about collaboration, everybody, and I mean everybody, should be able to use these types of tools to collaborate, to have conversations, to have team meetings, to capture ideas, to share documents, to work on things at the same time. We're talking in two different time zones, in two different countries. Many people don't experience that. Actually, many, many people don't have the skills to even do that, right? So don't, I suppose what I'm counselling in in a generalistic term is is don't underestimate how low the bar might be and and don't overestimate how far you can get. And, you know, I'm being quite candid about my experiences and and I talk about this a lot, you know. I might be talking about building a space rocket to get to the moon and actually all my organization needed to do was get across the road. Right. So, so whilst I might have a big grand ambition and, and lots of opportunity and technology can present lots of big opportunities, actually, if all I needed to do was get them across the road, you know, think about how quick and short and smart you could make that with a brilliant user experience, right, to help them get across the road rather than designing a rocket that will only get to the moon, but nobody wanted to get to the moon. Sounds random, I know, but I'm trying to give a global example, right, of yep. <laughs> Simon's crazy mind and thinking. Uh, 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 and what that means um even in smaller organizations you know i go back to smaller organizations when i've worked in in small startups or or private equity backed uh environments the challenges being the same you know how do you get your baseline on where people are at how do you uh, really ratify where you think or understand or, or capture where you want to get them to you know is everybody at a one and you only need to get them to a two great right or, or are you just not really utilizing the data and the information and the insight available and you're just making a guess because you do learning and people like doing learning you know i'm trying to bring to life the opportunities to how to challenge some of that thinking but the future of learning and development is being shaped by rapid technological advancements and a shifting job market which is forcing individuals and organizations to continuously adapt and learn new skills In this podcast, we have heard from L&D leaders who have shared valuable insights into the top trends, tools, and techniques that will drive the future of learning. From Marco Doni's discussion on the need for individuals to continuously learn and adapt, to Ross Stevenson's emphasis on finding the right balance between digital and human interactions, to Simon Gibson's focus on digital literacy and user experience. It is clear that technology will play a crucial role in the future of learning and development. It will be interesting to see how these trends and techniques continue to evolve and shape the L&D landscape in the coming years. We hope you found the information helpful and we look forward to having you join us for our next episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel. Happy podcasting.